Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Board Game Mechanics. And not just another episode, but the Halloween spooktacular episode. Ooh. <laughs> That's as scary as it's going to get. Actually, the scary part is I'm Katie, and with me, as always, is... Hey guys, what's going on? It is Jason. You're stuck with us. So, that's the scary part. You can't get rid of Jason and I. We're always here. I mean, they can. They can just shut it off. <laughs> no, don't tell people that. Don't plant that seed. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Just ignore that. I'll edit that out yeah. so you guys don't hear it. <laughs> yep, so this weekend is Halloween. Um, our kids are super excited to go trick-or-treating. Our oldest is Elsa because she has been obsessed with Frozen for a long time. And our youngest is going as Princess Aurora, which is ironic since her name is Aurora. I think she thought that would be funny this year. I don't know. I think she just wants us to think that we need to treat her like a princess more, maybe. I, she already expects that. I don't, she would need a costume for it. That's true. That I is I mean, she true. gets it from you, so. If she's going to get that from anybody, it's definitely from me. You're right. <laughs> yeah, Jason's band is playing a concert this weekend and everyone's dressing up. So Jason is going to be Post Malone. <laughs> Face tats and yep. all. I kind of look like Post Malone if he was a middle-aged, chubby white guy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a definitely a bit younger than us, about ten years or so. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the you're what Post Malone looked like after he had kids. <laughs> <laughs> Before, after That's what kids do to you. Or like those those memes <laughs> where it's like when you order it online and the, from like Wish dot com and then when it actually arrives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I love Halloween. I love dressing up in costumes. So I'm dressing up as Paul Stanley from Kiss. So I'm going to be Star Child. I'm pretty excited. Like face paint and all. I'm going all in, man. Big, tall platform shoes and everything. I mean, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. right. I'm afraid I'm going to fall off my shoes, though. I really am. You might. I was thinking about practicing tomorrow before the show. I saw you walking down the stairs a couple days ago, and I felt terrified. Well, the stairs are really... I'm not good at stairs... Anyway, then add about six inches of heels, and uh, it's no bueno. No yeah, bueno for Katie. That's true. Well, so we'll we'll keep you updated. Uh, next week, I may be talking on the podcast with um, a cast on my leg or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a possibility. Yeah, oh, that'll be that. We'll add that to our new segment next week. <laughs> But this week in news, I have two, um, I don't, uh, mostly card games. The first one is called Prosperity, T-E-A at the end. There has been like a really big kind of like uptick in games that are themed around tea. At least I think so. I've seen several. They need to have games themed around Mountain Dew. That would be awesome. I, I mean, here, get your corn syrup and your yellow number five. and That's, that's my kind of game right there. I don't know. So Prosperity, Prosperity is a game about the tea trade. You are trying to um, blend these different teas. There's recipe cards, like contracts that you're fulfilling. Um, so you can, and what's really interesting is then at the beginning, before you even make your turn, you have to budget for how many like cards you're going to get at that turn. So it's, um, it's like you're going out to buy your actual ingredients. So you choose how many you're going to take before you even take them and pay that money. Um, or instead you could advertise and uh, that allows you to get money on that turn, but you don't get cards. So I think that's an interesting kind of mechanic. And then um, it, it 
they encourage you to trade and work with other people, even though it's not a co-op game. But the but if you do help out somebody else with your extra ingredients, you get some prestige, which whoever has the most prestige at the end of the game is who wins. So you you really get bonuses for helping people, which I think is like is, is interesting because it's like that nice tension between do I want to help them at the expense of, you know, them completing this contract, but also am I going to get a reward that's really going to help me, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, I like it. Um, I, it seems like an interesting concept game. It seems pretty easy, but I, I do like the the tea trade kind of theme. So there's only three days left on this Kickstarter. So if you're interested in Prosperity, um, check that out. It's 29 bucks for the base game, which is a lot of different kinds of cards. It's it's mostly a card-based game, um, but it looks pretty cool. Now this next one, I'm both excited and I think I would hate it at the same time. Did you, Have you seen this at all? Because I thought, Jason never mentioned this to me. Yeah, I looked it up, but... The reason I didn't mention it, it looks like it's like a an Arkham Horror type card game, like adventure game, and I'm not into that. I think the theme is amazing, but I just don't know if I'd be interested in the gameplay, but you can go ahead and talk about it. So the game is The Librarians, the adventure card game. Um, I love the show, TV show The Librarians. I like all of The Librarians movies, so it's like they have like Noah Wiley in them, um, who I remember fondly from ER when I was younger. Um, but I think they're really fun. Um, the TV show has another guy that I really love and I'm blanking on his name. Christian, Christian Kane. Kane, Christian Kane. Oh my gosh. He's so great. Um, he's in the TV show leverage. He's awesome. So it's, you can be one of the characters from the librarians and they kind of have a lot of the TV show. It's a little bit of a mix between the TV show and, and the movies because they do have some different characters, but there are some overlapping characters. And there's some expansions that they have that can give you a couple additional characters to use. So each character comes with its own like kind of preset deck that you start with. But as you play and go through these adventures, you can add, you get to add different things to your deck. I didn't quite, like I didn't watch a playthrough of it, um, but I know that, you like you've got your person um everyone's flipping over like these adventure cards so there might be a complication they have to deal with there might be an obstacle that everyone has to overcome there might be an enemy that pops out that you've got to defeat and you can work together it's cooperative um like trying to kind of help each other mitigate some dice rolls um in order to like you know keep the world from being taken over by evil essentially i mean I I think I would probably like Arkham Horror. I don't know a lot about that. I know Jason doesn't like that. But since I love the theme of the librarians, I feel like even if it's not a genre of game that I like so much, like getting to play as them and kind of feel like I'm having a librarian's adventure, I think would be cool. Oh, I totally agree. This theme is awesome. I saw it on Kickstarter, and then I saw the price, and I thought, whoa, I'm definitely out. But yeah, the, the theme is cool. That's the kicker. So there's 10 days left in this Kickstarter. If you like the librarians, um, I would definitely check this out. The problem is the base pledge is $69 or $60. And six, it's $60 for cards. So I'm assuming a lot of that money is for the licensing. Yeah, you're paying for the IP. Yeah. Because it, it does have stills from the show the four seasons of the show and the movies. So I think that there's a lot to that, even though this was like, I don't, I forget what company, because it was on like TBS or something, wasn't it? Or TNT. 
TNT when it aired, so it's not like big budget, but um, yeah, that's kind of a lot. And that like that doesn't even include, I don't think, the expansions with where you can get Noah Wiley's character and like, um, oh, not Richard Cryer's character. Um, gosh, Bob Newhart. No, 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 not him. From the from the TV show, the guy who was on Night Court. Oh yeah, um, John Larroquette. John Larroquette. You don't. I don't think you can even get them in the space sixty bucks. What? Um, John Larroquette is like the best part of the librarians. I know he's like this immortal knight. <laughs> yeah, in, he's awesome in the TV series. It's really cool. Um, it still looks super fun. So if you are more willing to part with money in your budget than we are, definitely check out the Librarians Venture Game. Ten days left, sixty dollars. I will say, if somebody bought this and brought it over, I would play it. Well, of course you would. <laughs> People could buy any game if they bought it and brought it over. You probably play it. It That's could be like true. the sack of crap game, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess I'll play that. I don't have to pay for it. It could be good. You never know. Right. Anyway, that's the shortened version of news I have for the Halloween episode. And none of these were like Halloween games, but um, I think I talked about Halloween games last week. So, <laughs> surprise. Yeah, pretty okay. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some games that we played. We're only going to talk about two today because we didn't play a ton of games that we haven't talked about before like we played some games that we've talked about so we're just going to talk about some new ones so the first game that we both played is a game called death eaters rising from the op which technically we've kind of talked about this before because we played thanos rising yes but that was marvel this is harry potter so completely different in my opinion totally different um so death eaters rising is a cooperative dice game where you're rolling dice to try to defeat the death eaters defeat voldemort and to recruit other wizards to come be on your team you're trying to kill Voldemort before he defeats a certain number of wizards, before all the wizards on a player's team dies, or before he takes over a certain amount of locations. So it's like um, it, it's like a Yahtzee-style game where you're rolling a die. As long as you can assign a die to something, you can keep rolling. If you ever can't assign a die, you either have to take what you've won or you get nothing. Um, it's got some individual player powers. You're going to have different powers on your wizards, different powers on your player board that are going to let you use dice in certain ways too, which is pretty cool. So... I really like this game. I did a review of it. I gave it a BGM accepted seal. Very good. Very fun. So, Katie, what do you think about this game? Um, I like it. I can't... We, we kind of messed up the rules a couple times, so I feel like I haven't played it quite properly yet, even. We played it um, right the last time. Okay. It's it's growing on me. I don't know. I always have trouble with games where I slap you around, and it seems like there's no way to win. And I felt that with Thanos Rising, and I feel that way with this one, too. Except I really do like, um, like, I like the theme, and I think that it's actually, like, implemented into the game really well. It's, even though you can see, like, oh, there's a Thanos Rising, so you think, oh, this is a pasted-on theme, I really disagree with that. Um, from the different dice that you use and the way the characters interact and their powers and stuff, I feel like it's really thematic. And so I'm always a sucker for that. If it had minis of the characters in it, besides the big fat Voldemort, I would be stoked. Yeah, that those player pieces are pretty chintzy. I mean, come These on. stupid chits. And they yeah. don't even have your character. They just have your character's affiliation. So if you're Ron or Hermione, you get a little, like, Dumbledore's army thing if you are serious or tonks you get a phoenix for the order of the phoenix if you're mcgonagall or dumbledore you get the hogwarts seal like 
I. Yeah. It's, so it's I sat next dumb. to someone who had another player on my same team. And so then after she was done with her turn, I was like, oh, crap, is that my token or her token? Like, ugh. Like, that really wouldn't have been that much more to ask. But I think maybe the more I play it, the more I like it. If I could get closer to winning, I would maybe like it even more. So. Yeah, I mean, the luck of the dice rolls definitely can make the game hard. There can be times when you roll absolutely nothing, the way the cards come out. It's a lot of randomness, so that's kind of working against you, but I don't know. I still like it. I feel like if you started out with two heroes, at least... Um, you could that do that. Help. You could do that. I think that would help. But yeah, it was still, it's, still, it's still a good game, for sure. I, would, I definitely will play it again. A lot, I'm sure. So the other game we played that we've been talking about and like came up kind of in some of our live videos where we discussed um, Architects and um, Raiders of the North Sea, and that is Paladins of the West Kingdom. And so Paladins of the West Kingdom, very similar, I think, and Jason, I think you do as well, in mechanics to Orléans. Oh, yeah. Very similar. Yep. Where you're getting these types of workers that are going to go on spots in your board in order to allow you to take different actions. And those actions can be covering up some spaces in a territory that allow you to gain resources. It can be um, covering up spots in your board to make it easier for you to take actions. It can be um, doing like penance, which is going to give you rewards, going to help you um, get rid of some like suspicion that you might have because you maybe took a little sneaky criminal um, as a wild. Um, and you're just uh, racing to get the most in-game points. I did not like this. I'm going to be honest. I well, didn't like okay, it. Wait, before you go any further, let me tell everybody why Katie didn't like this game. <laughs> so there was a player who was playing this game that had 61 points. Then there was a lot of other players who had 20 or less. Now, guess who the player was that had 61 points? I know. I'll wait. You're right. It was me. I destroyed at this game. It was humiliating to everybody else that was involved. I think I had 17 points or something like that. Like, it was really bad. I, were you even playing? I don't know how you got that little point. I, I thought I was. That's what the problem was. Like, that's why I don't like it. I'm like, why am I getting anywhere? Like, I, I don't know. And maybe if I played it again... It would be better because now I understand what, like the focus is like I need to meet those like king's goals or whatever the crappy those are. Got to get up to the top of the tracks. And well, I thought I was trying to get to the tracks, but there really isn't a good way to go up on the tracks. Like I, I don't know. I, like I think the game is good. I, I like the mechanics. I, I like that you're drawing three cards and you choose one like special power that's like goes into play for that round. Like I think that's cool. You want to keep you know, finding ways to get more workers to use to fire off these different things. I like that. I just, I don't know. I just, it just did not go well. Yeah, I think, I think my thing is I enjoyed the game. I thought it was fun, but I think I would just rather play Orleans. Mm. Like that yeah. whole, whole putting thing out in your player board, you're putting those buildings out to cover up spaces. That's like the automation. But I think pulling the people out of the bag is more interesting than flipping picking one of the three cards and then drafting a card of meeples because you know what you're going to have to work with when you're pulling out of the bag you're not always certain what you're going to get so you have to make the best of it a little better and i like the board actions better i like moving around the, the city a little better in only they're different they're different games they're not the same For game sure. but, but just the way the player board area looked was very reminiscent of Orleans. if this guy it, yeah. didn't look at Orleans when he was designing this game he's a liar i would be surprised yeah <laughs> i'd be surprised but yeah i liked it it was it was fun I, I think I, I like Orléans better because 
you build your bag. And so I'm creating my own engine. So I kind of know what's coming out there. You don't get that chance in Paladins. You pretty much are starting over completely new. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you have those buildings covering up some of the spaces. So you can kind of do that, but that's it. Right, but you can't predict, okay, am I going to be able to get black this turn? Or am I stacking it so that I, I have access to these types of colors? Um, I, I just felt like there wasn't a, a lot of control over that. But still, like, I don't know. I felt like I was doing stuff, but... Not enough, or the wrong stuff, I guess. I don't know. I, I definitely want to give it another go, for sure. I'm not writing it off, because I think the game is good. I just apparently am terrible at it. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't played any of these games, and and there's you have a choice between Architects or Paladins, or Viscounts. I don't know what Viscounts is, because I haven't played it. But if you can choose between Architects and Paladins, I would pick Paladins, personally. Oh, for sure. It's more like doing your own thing, kind of live and let live. You're not messing with other people, really, other than maybe drafting the card they want. Or going to the spot on the board they want. But outside of that, do your own thing and just do it better than everybody else. I like it. I don't know. I feel like I fared better at, at Architects. Maybe I, I think I need to play them both again. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I definitely like this better. I have no desire to play Architects again. But Paladins, I like. Okay. And those are the games we played? <laughs> All right. So tonight, today... Whenever you're listening to this, maybe you aren't even listening to this at Halloween, but that's when we're recording this is during Halloween season. And I love Halloween. I've been watching all the movies on TV, like not the scary ones, guys. Let's get real. Like Adam's family and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, I have a very low bar, but I do love that. I love dressing up. Oh, my gosh. Costumes. That's my favorite thing. That's the one sad thing about COVID is I really wanted to have a murder mystery party where everyone dresses up like I love that. Maybe next year. So we thought we'd take a break from our top 100. We'll get back to it next week. But this week we wanted to talk about some of our favorite Halloween games. Now, we may define these games maybe differently than some. So for me, Halloween games are spooky. They maybe are a little macabre in theme. Um, They just give you that like fun... That Halloween time, full moon, Edgar Allan Poe, trick-or-treat kind of feel. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think they necessarily need to be like games about pumpkins or trick-or-treating to be a Halloween game, but just gory, spooky, macabre, whatever, Oogie. Dracula, whatever you want to do. You know, Altogether cool. ooky. Yep. And an Adam's Family game would be awesome. I know. Why isn't there one? I'd play Morticia. <laughs> there is an old school one, like from the 80s. I wonder what that one's like. Probably roll and move. But I'm sure it's awesome. Could be all right that is kind of funny we're going from playing all these like heavy euro games to going back to playing some of the roll and move <laughs> roll and <games>. moves. <laughs> right uh, now jason is on the lookout for mall madness everybody i would so i would play the crap out of that game just so i did play knows. the crap out of that game 20 years ago 25 years ago wow, it look it looks super awesome but that's a, that's a, that's a t- story that's for another day back to halloween give us your first <laughs> halloween game babe all right, so the first game I want to talk about is a game that we've talked about an awful lot on the podcast, and I think on videos, and sure. that game is Mask of the Red Death, and this is from IDW, I think, and it's based on an Edgar Allan Poe, I'm not, it's a short story, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, so an Edgar Allan Poe short story, and essentially what you're trying to do in the game, I don't know about the books, so I'm not going to talk about that, but <laughs> what you're doing in the game is you are trying to predict where the Red Death is going to hit after the clock strikes midnight. So you're going around taking different actions to try to check out the time 
there's like a bunch of different stacks of time cards and you're trying to see which one is missing trying to see other players' cards to see which ones they have, showing what time. So you can kind of plan and program how you want your character to move when the clock strikes midnight because you don't want to be in the same room as death because you when die. he gets in there or you will die. So it's a cool deduction game with some card play. It's not hard. It has a lot of rules, and it seems hard at first, but it's really not a hard game to play. But It's, it's a great, hard. It is, yeah, it's, it's a hard game, but it's not hard to play. Yeah. But if it, it's great for Halloween. It's a great theme. It's a spooky theme. It's just a good time. You can play with a bunch of people too, like six or seven or something. Huge amount of people. So six I had to is put, not a huge amount of people for for a good game that's fun. That's not a party game. I think it is. So if you like interesting deduction type games, you like Edgar Allan Poe, you like spooky theme games, and you can find this one. Check it out. But my first one is Mask of the Red Death. Yeah, it does kind of follow the short story in that the prince has a party which is what you're there for. And then when the clock, when midnight strikes, the red death moves in and kills all the de- all the guests, <laughs> actually, at the ball. So you're trying to not be one of those. That's super uplifting. Well, you know Poe. Uh, he's Mr. Positivity. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, it plays up to seven, yes. And actually on BGG, it recommends it's best at five to seven. And I would agree, it is really nice at those higher player counts because you want the interaction with the other players. You're moving around in rooms. Um, you're kind of trying to gain popularity by playing these different cards. So there's, it's a sort of a, it's not a deck builder, but you play out of a deck. Everyone has the same, and you, except you have like one specialty personality card. It's just a really cool game. Yeah. And the, Artwork is nice and like spooky, Edward Gorey kind of looking stuff. It's awesome. I may need to borrow Brandon's copy of this so I can do a video. How do we not? Why don't we own this? We got it from IDW and I gave it to Kim to cover and I just let her keep it. But then Brandon picked it up. So if I want to do a video, I can just use his. I know, but I want to own them all. I'm like the smog of games. (laughs) I don't care how bad they are. I want them all. Okay. So (laughs) mine... Uh, the, the first game on my list I have talked about recently, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if I talked about it on... Yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a couple weeks, I think. But it was either on the video or something. Either on the video or the podcast in my top 100 or 150. And that is London Dread. It's a cool co-op where you're working together to solve like these creepy cases, move through um, like the story, go through the plot line, defeat um, these different challenges... By rolling dice, by bringing your own kinds of traits to the like interaction, um, it's got like demon summoning and like it's really dark. And um, this is from Gray Fox. I actually know who publishes this. Good job. I'm. Pre- I I'm know. Impressed. I just I didn't look it up either. I just thought I'm like. He said, IDW, oh, crap, I have to know who publishes these games. I'm like, I do know who publishes Linda Dread. Oh, I really. It, it, in your defense, I just looked that up earlier because I was doing something else, so I didn't remember some of these. So, Okay, I did remember London Dread. <laughs> um, I just went to my own horn there for a minute. So you, it's kind of a real-time, it's a programming, you program your moves in a, a certain amount of time, like ten, five minutes, ten minutes, ten yeah, minutes well, ha- maybe. However hard you want it to be is the amount of time. Right. And then you actually then play through the encounter. And this also has a companion app. You don't have to use it, but it is really nice because there's this really creepy voice and they've got sound effects, which especially for Halloween, 
is pimp like you want that because it really sets that tone and like everyone's kind of borderline crazy all your your characters that you're playing they've got these twisted backstories and it like really has this cool macabre like dark victorian gothic kind of feel to it and the gameplay i think is really intriguing and fun and i would i've only played the first scenario several times actually and i would like to move on to see what else happens next so um i really i think this is a this gets that for a group then to do like a nice co-op that really i i think there's like it's really difficult to quarterback this because everyone really has to says, Hey, I've got these things to bring to the table. Let me go here. Where can I go? How can we help out? I'm over here at this time. You're planning out your clock. You're planning out in different areas around the city. Um, it's, it's a cool game. And so my first pick is London dread. That is a good pick. I still don't know know how you feel about it. (laughs) I still don't know if I like it, but it is a good, it is a good pick for this list. I 100% agree with that. Thank you. We should get it out play it all right so the next game i want to talk about is a game that i do actually want to play a lot again because it's been a while and this is from pearl games i believe i didn't look this one up i was just going from memory and it's called bloody inn and this is a game it's a, a little card game kind of there is a board but it's basically all cards and what you're doing in this is you are trying to get guests to come stay at this hotel hopefully in your rooms because then they're going to give you money and then while they're sleeping you're either going to go in and kill them or you're going to try to bribe them to get them on your team so you can use them to kill people later. Uh, then you're going to have to get buildings that you can build to bury the bodies in so you can get some money. Yeah, you got to hide them for the coppers show up. That's true. You can't be. You can't just leave the bodies laying out because at a certain point, the cops could come and you got to pay a grave digger off, give him some money to get rid of the body. You lose a bunch of money. Or the cops can steal the body and you get nothing out of it. It's just, it's bad times. Don't get caught with a dead body around the cops. That's the moral Good of the advice, story. everyone. Yeah, so this game is really cool. It it has a really weird, really weird art. It's a super macabre and dark theme, but the gameplay is super fun. Um, we also have an expansion about carnies. You I know, can have add you played some, the carnies. Yeah, I played Maybe the carnies. Once. I played the carnies once. It basically adds like a bearded lady, just random other characters that are going to do some funky things. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the game is still the same. You're killing people, burying them, getting some cash, trying to have the most money when the game ends. Super good. Uh, it's not, you can play this one. It's not Halloween. It's just a silly theme, but for Halloween, it definitely works. So my number two, Bloody Inn. Yeah, this is a cool game and really strange. And like the mechanics, it's not a difficult game to play, but it, it's kind of thinky and there's some definite strategy to it, which is why I really like it. Yeah, it is for a little card game. It definitely has some stuff going on. Okay. My number two is also a card game and it's an was an early addition to our collection and that is gloom and so gloom is where you have your um a family that you're in charge of and there's several different ones and there's a there's many expansions to this i think we have almost all of them um where you get a family and you're basically trying to make them as miserable as possible before you kill them off and that's how you win simultaneously you're trying to make everyone else's family members happy so you're playing these cards, and they kind of have... Is it Terramisca that does cards like that? No, no, no. It's um, um, Mystic Veil. Vale. Mystic Veil. Vale. And Custom Heroes does it, too. And Custom Heroes. So there's are clear cards that have the icons that you are then stacking on top. Like, honestly, it'd probably be a good idea to have them with sleeves, but... Yeah, probably. Our, 
ours don't, but you stack them on top so the different modifiers show through and there's like some cool linking between different symbols that you can use. Um, you're gonna wanna like give hot cocoa to, the, to like your opponents and then you want to like have your people um, get chased by midgets or whatever. Crazy stuff. And the, the fun thing I like about it is at its heart, you're kind of, you don't have to play it like this, but it's supposed to be a storytelling game. So you're telling the story of your family members and the other players' family members and the tragedies and joys that happen to them as you're trying to um, make yours really miserable and kill them off and get the other one, other people's to kill off when they're really happy. Uh, so it's like, it's a really like fun kind of strange theme. There's like that you know, dark humor to it that I really love. The illustrations are very Edward Gorey-esque, which is like a kind of aesthetic that I super enjoy. And so I, I love the humor of this, even with its dark theme. So that is Gloom. Yeah, I do really like this game. We played it a lot. I think my only issue with it now is it's super take that. It is. But, I mean, it, it's a fast game. It's silly. It's fine. It's just, I don't know. But it's it, like take that by like, Having someone fall in love, like <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's take it's that, hard but to nice feel things. Like real yeah. Mean. yeah, that that's true. <laughs> All right, so the last one I want to talk about is one we actually just got. It's now on our shelf, but we've talked about it before, and it is from Evil Hat, and this game is called Don't Turn Your Back, which we've talked about before. This is a deck building worker placement game, so you're buying cards to put into your deck to use them as workers to go out on the board. The reason why I think it fits this list is because the theme is about a town where you can't fall asleep or bad things will happen. And all the art is like really bizarro, like photorealistic people. It looks like, like a, weird... it looks, they look like a B-horror movie yeah, shots. Yeah. It, it's really weird. It's really strange. It looks like it's straight out of like a, yeah, like a Rob Zombie movie or something. Yes. I was just going to say that. Yes. And. So the game is really, you can play the game at any time, but because of the way the theme looks, the way the cards look, and the feeling you get when you're kind of playing it, I felt like it would be good on this list. And it's an amazing game that's kind of different, so it needs to get more love and get talked about. So the last one I want to talk about today is Don't Turn Your Back. Yeah, when we played it, I was like really creeped out. Like it was kind of, it was like late at night, it was the last time we played, and I get scared really easily. But the gameplay was so fun, but I'm like, I hate looking at this artwork like, oh, I'm going to send this stuff to the wax museum. Like, they're going to get put in wax. So it reminds me of, like, House of Wax. And then, like, there's all these, like, horrible, like, different scenarios. And it does. All the artwork and stuff on the cards and on the board, just, it does look like it's from House of Thousand Corpses or, like, a Rob Zombie movie for sure. So, yeah, I think this would definitely up the creep factor at a game night on Halloween. Yep. So for my last one, I like went around a ton of games because I feel like we play a lot of games that are creepy um, or macabre in theme for some reason. But I wanted to go with a classic. And Gambler. My, no. That does not make me think of Halloween. Okay. That makes me think of Kenny Rogers. <laughs> my last one is Clue. Classic Clue. Now, Part of this is, yes, because the game, but also the subsequent movie that I absolutely love. And it's mystery, there's murder, there's intrigue. Like, um, I don't know. And even like playing on like a really one of the old looking boards that has that like kind of mildewy smell, aged smell from sitting in, you know, your grandma's attic for however many years or basement. Um, 
then I just feel like that makes that game even creepier because you are going around trying to figure out who the murderer is. And just when I associate that with the movie, with, you know, all the kind of offshoots of Clue that we see implemented in lots of other games, like, I, I just really come back to that. And I, I just think it's really fun. So Clue, an oldie, but a goodie. Yeah, I think that that theme totally fits. Just a little murder mystery trying to figure it out. That that says Halloween to me, or at least like spookiness. For sure. Um, I have a whole list of honorable mentions. When we make these lists, we try to bring you games that maybe you haven't heard of, or you don't hear a lot of people talking about very often. Um, so we try to actually include some that we don't talk about as often. Um, so some of our honorable mentions we have talked about recently, like Abomination, um, good game. You're, you are Dr. Frankenstein in your own way, which yeah. is really cool. That probably would have been my number one, honestly, but I wanted to talk about some other stuff. Uh, Mysterium is another good one. I, because you've got that kind of duction thing where you have with Clue, but yet it's working together. You've got someone who can't talk. You've got those cool crystal balls. The artwork is real creepy. I love that. Um, Best Candy on the Block. I, did, I wanted to put this on my list because it's uh, it's like a trick-taking game with trick-or-treat candy or even like pranks that you would pull maybe on, on Halloween night, like toilet papering and stuff. However, I don't know if people can get this game. Yeah, I looked on BGG and there's like nothing that exists. There's our video and then like one other video. There's no Amazon links. I think it might have been a failed Kickstarter, but I don't know. And for since sure. I was so severely chastised <laughs> on the live um, Facebook kind of discussion for Lawyer Up, I wanted to cover all the bases. You were playing you, by the rules. That's right, for you rule lawyers. <laughs> so I just put in honorable mentions. If you happen to come across it, it's a cute Halloween game. Also, Blood on the Clock Tower. I don't know if this Kickstarter is fulfilled or not. Uh, Yeah, I know nothing about this one. I don't know, but I know this one does exist. Um, And I played a run through of it at Origins last year, two years ago. Last year, two years ago. I don't know. I played it. Um. It's it's like a super sized um, werewolf game of werewolf, which is also kind of I think another really cool Halloween type game as well. So that's why I wanted to put Blow on the Clock Tower because it's like the souped up version of it, um, where you all have these different roles and you're trying to figure out you know who's going around and killing people and, um, but there's a lot going on in Blood on the Clock Tower. So it's very e- a lot easier to just play a game of Werewolf, which you can play with even a deck of cards. So that's accessible to everybody. Uh, the next few that we have are Horrified, which is a cooperative old Universal Monsters style game, like Invisible Man, Swamp Thing, all that type of stuff. Um, it plays kind of like Pandemic. You're trying to rescue citizens before and defeat the villains before they kill you. Uh, Fury of Dracula, which I don't think I, you've played. I haven't played it. No, uh, I think I have. It's kind of like a Scotland Yard type game where everybody's trying to hunt down Dracula and kill him. I think, I don't know a ton about it, but it would be good for this 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 theme if you've played it before. And another game that I've played once, so I don't know if I know exactly what this is. It's called Tricks and Treats. It's about getting Halloween candy in your bucket. Um, and you're trying to figure out who has what kind of candy and trying to call them out. And if you get them right, then they're out and you win. If you get it wrong, then you're out and they win. It's a really simple little game, but it's on point exactly with the theme. 
And the last one that we'll put on here is Kill Dr. Lucky. Kill Dr. Lucky on his island. Any theme you like. You're just trying to walk around. Yeah, right. You're trying to walk around and kill the old man by stabbing him with a pencil or making him trip. Yeah, trip on a banana peel, whatever. (laughs) It's like Clue. It's like what happens before Clue. So you're killing Dr. Lucky, then you're going to figure out what happened to him in Clue. So also works for this theme. So that's kind of some honorable mentions that we have. Yeah, I mean, even just sitting here, I'm like, oh, there's awkward guests. There's um, murder, um, deception, wait, deception, murder in Hong Kong. Murder. (laughs) This is a game called Murder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bring out your dead. Like, we, there's just quite a few of these. Yeah, I mean, every Cthulhu game you could probably put on here too, but we don't have a ton of those, so we didn't put them on here. But you could. Right. So. If that is your thing, tell us. Find us on Facebook. If you have not joined our Facebook group, hashtag the Riveted, it is the place to be, let me tell you. So many nice people um, putting up different kinds of games, talking about games, exploring them, just being great. Like, just great. Um, Also, we've got the Twitters. We've got the YouTubes. Definitely the YouTubes. Jason's always putting stuff on the YouTubes. So subscribe, like, comment. We want to hear about what you think, what you like. We we just want to know. We want to know. Um, so come find us. Chat with us. We love hanging out with members of the Riveted, with you guys who listen to us, because frankly, I'm always surprised <laughs> that there are so many of you. I got to be honest. I mean, some people just might like torturing their eardrums, I guess. I guess it's true. Or you um, have trouble sleeping at night and this is insomnia <laughs> aid. I'm not really sure. But whatever it is, we appreciate you. So if you love Halloween like I do, get on the social media and tell us what your favorite Halloween games. Or if you play some games on Halloween, post some pics. Tell us about it so we can join in on your spooky game time. Yeah, and I want to give a shout out to Board Game Rundown. That's uh, another channel. That has some members of the Riveted in it, Tim and Dan. Yeah, are they still talking about us sometimes? Because I don't watch their stuff, but I think you do, uh, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't they, think they watch my stuff either. <laughs> they haven't given us crap for a while, so I think we're all right. I think we've settled uh, our beef. I don't know. I, I can carry a grudge for a good long time. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Tim. I'm but they do like a video podcast series where you get to see their, their mugs while they're talking about it. Yeah, at least we don't torture you guys that way. Yeah, we that's just, true. We just have to listen to our voices. <laughs> <laughs> so go check them out. They have a good channel and they're good friends. So just wanted to give them a shout out. Yep, for sure. We we are so excited to be part of like a really cool community of people that are, just want to talk about board games and share them with everybody. So yeah, those guys are pretty awesome. All right. I think that's all we've got for tonight. At least that's all I've got. Same. Ditto. Oh, jeez. Ditto's back. Before this gets any worse, (laughs) I'm going to say happy Halloween. And I've been Katie. And I'm Jason. Keep gaming, everybody. Keep gaming.